Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, February 26th, and we start with local news. A local man is facing a murder charge in connection with the death of a Columbia woman. According to a press release from the Columbia Police Department, officers responded on Thursday, February 22nd at approximately 11.45 p.m. to a residence on Greenview Drive. Officers arrived on the scene and reportedly found Brenda Gale Hatcher, 71, bleeding and unresponsive. Attempts to revive Hatcher were unsuccessful and she was later pronounced deceased at Murray Regional Medical Center. The Columbia Police Department obtained and served warrants on James Allen Davis, 58, for first-degree murder and aggravated assault, resulting in death. Davis was transported to the Murray County Sheriff's Office and was being held pending a hearing. No court date was immediately available. Hatcher's daughter stated in an interview that her mother and Davis had been in a relationship for nearly 30 years and that family had encouraged Hatcher to split up with Davis. There's still a few days left for Murray County voters to cast their ballots in the upcoming March 5th presidential preference primary and county primary election. Early voting began on Wednesday, February 14th and will continue through tomorrow, Tuesday, February 27th. Voting hours are 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. to noon on Saturday. All early voting must also be made at the Murray County Election Commission's main office located at 1207 Tradewinds Drive. Offices on the ballot include U.S. President, Murray County Public School Board Districts, even seats 2, 4, 6, 8, and 10, Republican delegates, and constables for Districts 7 and 11. Voters will be given the option of casting their votes via a paper ballot, which was approved by the Election Commission in 2022. Voters can fill out a ballot before entering it into a tabulator machine, which it will be where it will be counted and processed. The process is not much different from a typical voting machine, just filled out on paper and fed through a separate counting device. Murray Administrator of Election Chris McKinley said the first few days turnout are, quote, as expected and are lower in numbers, which are typical, especially for a primary election. It's been kind of as expected and we have the capacity for a lot more, McKinley said. If there are a significant number of people who want to come down and vote, that would be great. We could accommodate them easily, he said. However, McKinley said this is just the start of what will hopefully be an exciting election year, which includes a presidential election in November, and that it draws a large voter turnout for Murray County. We are looking forward to this year's election and just seeing how we can watch Murray County do it with excellence, McKinley said. We're going to do a great job and are prepared and ready for it. There's a lot of great experience in our office. You can visit the Murray County Election Commission's website at www.murraycounty-tn.gov for early voting information, a sample ballot, or you can call 931-375-6001 for more information. In Linville, residents faced great hardship when their basic need for water was in jeopardy when pipes froze, leaks sprung, and the city water tank reached dangerously low levels during frigid temperatures in mid-January, leaving much of the town without running water for almost a week. Some went without for 15 days. 
a town known for its Blackberry Festival, juicy burgers at Soda Pop Junction, and the historic train depot, stood at a standstill for almost two weeks. A little over a month has gone by since the big freeze, and the town is recovering and reflecting on the experience. The county executive and water department have commented about the county and city's future response and prevention if a similar situation occurs. Some, like Judy Roberts, a 59-year career teacher who runs Miss Judy's Academy Preschool and Daycare, said the situation forced her to close school for a week. I did have to close my school, but I don't have any ill feelings about it. It's just something that happened, and we had to bear with it, live through it, Roberts said. Everything is fine now, but we did have to close and just do what they asked us to do. I think the pipes were just old and can all spring leaks. I'm too old and don't work like I used to either, so I don't think you can lay any blame on anyone when things like this happen. You just have to live through it, she said. Not only was there no running water to drink, but the dry spell caused many local businesses to close, as well as families to go without the ability to cook, clean, or even use the bathroom. And amid the emergency, City Hall flooded. You just have to handle things as they come along, and we all just had to make the best of it, Robert said. I didn't hear any big complaints from anybody. We just had to make the best of it. I'm happy it's been fixed now, and if it happens again, we'll just handle it as it comes along, she said. Giles County Executive Graham Stowe said one of the leading causes of the shortage was due to the aging of the infrastructure, which dates back more than 70 years, and its durability to withstand below freezing temperatures. He said that's what primarily led to the county's water shortage, because once the main lines freeze, the reserves could not be properly replenished. Water is life, and without our infrastructure, if your water lines are below a certain depth, you're going to be in trouble. And when the temperature drops below zero and the water lines are made to withstand down to 15 degrees, it's a design problem, Stowe said. Plus, the only two water sources feeding into Linville are from Fairview and Lewisburg, both of which were affected by the freeze. Linville Water Department Director Christy Tolley said the department serves roughly over 600 water meters and 42 miles of lines, which rely on two other water providers in Lewisburg and Fairview. It was a trickle-down effect that impacted many utility districts, including ours. We were fortunate to get a little bit of a heads-up, and so as soon as we notified our customers, we immediately took action, Tolley said. We could tell them to conserve water and that we weren't getting any water. Linville City Administration began notifying residents as soon as cold weather hit that the water tank was becoming dangerously low. Tolly added that in total, workers found 19 leaks in the piping, including a few in the water department's office. However, given the age and threshold of the system during frigid temperatures, she considers Linville to be very lucky with what could have been a much worse situation. Our city buildings and businesses receive mass amounts of damage, Tolly said. Our office actually flooded. We took a hit, but we're okay, she said. As of January 31st, the Linville Water Department issued a statement that all water systems were thankfully back online after the first fall of snow began on January 14th. We are pleased to report that as of January 31st, the problem has been corrected and that it is no longer necessary to boil water before consumption. We apologize for any inconvenience and thank you for your patience, the Water Department stated. Businesses and local organization pitched in to provide water as the shortage prolonged, with many donations being handed out at Linville's train depot throughout the ordeal. Tennessee Valley Authority also donated more than 700 cases of water. Troy Elmore Realty and Auction, Purcell Lumber and Mill Shop, Traditions Bank and First National Bank donated 600 cases of water. 
Restaurants cannot operate. People cannot shower, cook properly, keep clean, or use the bathrooms. The residents and businesses need help and need more donations. Troy Elmore Realty and Auction posted on social media on January 25th. An anonymous, very generous and kind man offered water at no cost from his well, the city posted on January 23rd. One of the biggest takeaways, Tolly said, was how the community as a whole reacted through water donations delivered to each customer, as well as donations from churches, businesses, and volunteers, not just from Giles County, but from surrounding areas as well. Linville is a very aging community, and we have a lot of people with just one person in the home, and so to see the true meaning of Christianity, to love thy neighbor, it was very much here, Tolly said. We needed to come together, and they did just that. We have people walking in groups delivering water. It was absolutely unbelievable. People were holding hands and praying at the distribution centers where they were giving out water. It was a crisis for sure, but it was also a really beautiful thing that took place in our community. People coming together, she said. Stowe said between the age, the location of the pipes underground, and temperatures dropping below 15 degrees, they were all contributing factors to the pipes freezing and the resulting massive shortage, as well as subsequent leaks. However, Stowe said one of the bigger takeaways from the whole experience was how the community, businesses, and neighbors came together to help. There's one question that this was a huge, there's no question rather that this was a huge inconvenience, but what heartens me is that people were out there helping their neighbors, Stowe said. The bottom line is, if this happened again next month, we'll be doing the same thing to help. Preventing an event like this from happening again won't be very easy or cheap, Stowe said, but some solutions are being implemented to provide more efficiency in the future. Reconfiguring the county's water system would cost millions, Stowe said. In the meantime, much of the issues during a time of crisis, such as water being shut off first, comes down to proper communication, he said. One of the biggest challenges, and this isn't any different from any other crisis, is communication. One of the challenges is that the city of Pulaski has the water plant and the four other districts that are fed from that, and the public wasn't really getting any any information from those sources, Stowe said. One thing I hope we can do better next time is getting communication out to the public, he said. Another task, Stowe said, is being done is mapping out where each and every water line is installed, some of which were installed more than 70 years ago. Part of this will be accomplished by a $2.7 million Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation grant to conduct a geographic information system, or GIS mapping, of all the county's water lines. By conducting GIS mapping, Stowe said, it will allow the water districts to pinpoint breaks and other potential hazards much quicker. That grant will go out of all of the water districts because the county doesn't own the water system. These are all rural utility districts, Stowe said. The analogy is to compare it to the power grid and where you get your power from. The water comes from these rural utility districts, and the county tries to sponsor them using grants because we don't have a county engineer or county water employees. What we do is try to support them with anything from getting grants to encouraging consolidation of the utility districts. I think that is important, he said. Join the Kids Place Child Advocacy Center for their fifth annual Kids Place Shine Gala, a Roaring Twenties Ball inspired by The Great Gatsby. This year's theme, Together We Shine, celebrates the shared commitment to the work done at Kids Place and the successes they have achieved. They're excited to present an exceptional program that promises to be both engaging and entertaining. Get ready to bring your glam game. The dress code is semi-formal with a touch of 20s Gatsby style. 
The talented chefs at Keystone Resort will be whipping up light hors d'oeuvres during cocktail hour beginning at 6 p.m. For dinner, savor the deliciousness of filet medallions and coconut shrimp with a side of roasted baby potatoes and fresh asparagus. And for the grand finale, choose between a berry or turtle cheesecake that will make your taste buds dance. All proceeds raised from this event will go towards the continued training and services the Kids Place provides. Their free services include forensic interviews, trauma-focused therapy, family advocacy, and preventative education and community awareness. There will be live music, a local speaker, and they look forward to sharing how they are growing. You will also get to hear about how you can help in the fight against child abuse. If you sign up as a monthly donor from the donate page at www.kpcac.org before the gala, you can help Kids Place reach their goal for the evening. $30 a month will recognize you as a help partner. $50 a month will make you a hope partner, and $75 a month you'll be recognized as a healing partner. If you can't attend, that's okay. You can still shine. You can become a monthly help, hope, or healing partner or make a one-time donation of $250, $500, or $1,000. The event will take place at 6 p.m. on March 22nd at the Keystone Resort located at 150 Clubhouse Drive in Loretto, Tennessee. Murray Regional Health is now offering pediatric echocardiograms to more patients to help diagnose heart conditions as early as possible. Pediatric echocardiograms have been offered for inpatient infants in the neonatal intensive care unit at Murray Regional Medical Center for more than a decade. The health system is now offering the test at Murray Regional Medical Center as an out on an outpatient basis for infants who are 0 to 12 months of age and whose physician has ordered an initial screening for a non-complex congenital anomaly or a follow-up. We're excited to offer echocardiograms in a wider range of pediatric patients, said Dr. Christina Lanham, Chief Medical Officer for Murray Regional Health. This is one of the best tools to help us detect heart conditions in their earliest stages, which can be critical to providing successful treatment, she said. Pediatric echocardiograms are the primary imaging tests used to evaluate the pediatric heart for any abnormalities. Echocardiography is an ultrasound test that uses sound waves to create images of the structure and function of the heart without the use of radiation. The exam is commonly ordered for children who have displayed symptoms of heart conditions, such as shortness of breath, a heart murmur, or chest pains. A physician's order is required for a pediatric echocardiogram. It is recommended that parents check with their insurance provider to determine coverage. In addition to pediatric echocardiography, Murray Regional Health offers an array of comprehensive cardiac diagnostic tests for adults that include calcium CT scoring, cardiac catheterizations, carotid ultrasound, echocardiography, electrophysiology, heart monitors, and nuclear and treadmill stress tests. Murray Regional Medical Center was recently granted a three-year term of reaccreditation by the Intersocietal Accreditation Commission, or IAC, in echocardiography in the areas of adult transthoracic and adult stress. It has been accredited by the IAC since 2018. Additionally, Murray Regional Medical Center has been recognized as a chest pain center with PCI by the American College of Cardiology and holds certification in the treatment of heart failure from the Joint Commission. Learn more about heart services offered at Murray Regional Health by visiting www.murrayregional.com forward slash heart.
Murray County government has been awarded a $5,000 matching grant from the South Central Tennessee Development District. The Arts Build Communities, or ABC grant, will help the county commemorate the historic Murray County Courthouse as it celebrates 120 years of service to the community in 2024. The grant will fund a community juried art competition open to all Murray County citizens of all ages. According to a press release, the theme will focus on what does the courthouse represent to its citizens. Citizens are invited to use their artistic abilities to design an original piece of art, all genres are welcome, that interprets what the Murray County Courthouse means to them. The Murray County Courthouse is an iconic and historic structure for the state of Tennessee. Built by local architect J.E.R. Carpenter before he went on to great fame as one of the leading architects of luxury high-rise living in New York City, this building has been the central focus of Murray County since it was built in 1904. It symbolizes much to our community. This grant is a wonderful opportunity to allow the citizens of the county to interpret and express what the building represents. Murray County citizens will have from now through March 22nd to submit their artwork to the Murray County Archives temporary location located at 1446 Oak Springs Drive, Suite 100. Art will be juried in four age categories, elementary, secondary, high school, and adults ages 18 and over. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third place for each category, and one grand prize winner will be announced during Mule Day on April 6th. Rules for artist submissions include artwork must be original, all art intended for wall mounting, such as drawings and paintings in the 18-plus category, must be submitted in a frame and wired for hanging. All submitted art must be accompanied by a card with the artist's name, contact information, category, title, and medium, and all art must be submitted by 3 p.m. on Friday, March 22nd. Art will be juried by five esteemed artists, which include local photographers Sarah Gillum and Ross Janes, as well as painters James Spearman and Margaret Warfield and sculptor Jennifer Grisham. The winning submissions will be displayed at the courthouse during the 2024 Mule Day festivities. All submitted artwork will be placed on display at the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College from May 13th through June 14th. The exhibit will open with a gallery reception on May 13th. For more information about the contest, contact the Murray County Archives at 931-375-1500. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunshine today with a few clouds. The high will be 74 degrees, with winds out of the south-southwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect cloudy skies with occasional showers overnight, the low will be around 60 degrees with winds out of the south at 10 to 20 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 40%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. 
320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment, Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 
or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Varilis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Last week, the Tennessee Department of Education released data on the 2023 ACT Senior Retake, which provides public high school seniors with an additional opportunity to boost their score on the ACT for free. Thanks to the retake opportunity, the number of high school seniors who took the ACT in 2023 and are now eligible eligible for the State Hope Scholarship has increased to 24,623, representing one out of three seniors. Tennessee leads the nation in ACT access, becoming the first state in the nation to offer public high school seniors the opportunity to take the ACT two times for free during normal school hours and boasts a strong statewide ACT participation rate of 99% for the graduating class of 2023. Public school students test once in the spring of their junior year and then have an opportunity to retake the ACT in the fall of their senior year during normal school hours. Across the state, over 423,000 students have participated in the retake opportunity since inception in 2018. In fall 2023, 51,745 students participated in the retake opportunity, and 77% of those students increased their super score, the average of the highest subscores from each subject of all test attempts. Additionally, economically disadvantaged students increased their composite score by 2.02 points and super score by 2.36 points, and students with disabilities increased their composite score by 2.01 points and super score by 2.35 points. Every student should have the opportunity to qualify for additional scholarship funding and improve their chances to pursue post-secondary education, said Lizette Reynolds, the Commissioner of Education. We thank the General Assembly for implementing and supporting this program, which has made education beyond high school a reality for thousands of Tennessee students, she said. Key highlights from the 2023 ACT Senior Retake Opportunity include of the 51,745 students who participated, 77% increased their super score and 65% scored higher on two or three subjects. Tennessee retakers exceeded national ACT score increases with an average increase of 2.09 points compared to one point nationally. And with an average composite score increase of 0.5 points, 49% of students scored higher on the retake. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Country artist Scotty McCreary will fulfill a long-held dream and officially become a member of the Grand Ole Opry on April 20th. McCreary will be inducted by Opry member Josh Turner. While performing on an Opry Country Christmas show in December, McCreary was surprised on stage by Opry member Garth Brooks, who wished him Merry Christmas and went on to officially invite him to be the newest member of the Opry family. It has been my lifelong goal to be a worthy of Opry membership, said McCreary. I'm overjoyed to join this prestigious family that is the heart of country music. To be invited by my hero Garth Brooks and to be inducted by another hero Josh Turner is beyond what I could have ever dreamed, he said. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOMWKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.